Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hello, this is Sierra Herzberger, and I will be podcasting today on Exodus 6, 1 through 6, which reads as follows. But the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand he will send them out, and with a strong hand he will drive them out of his land. God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, as God Almighty. But by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which they lived as sojourners. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the people of Israel, whom the Egyptians hold as slaves, and I have remembered my covenant. Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. One observation that you can make about this passage is that it seems like God is on the one hand talking about delivering the Israelites out of Egypt and on the other hand talking about his name. So how do these two things relate to each other? In this podcast, I'm not going to talk about how that name was pronounced or hypotheses about why or why not it may have been transcribed the way, may or may not have been transcribed the way, I guess, sorry, about why or why not. It may have been, why or why not it was transcribed the way that it is? I'm so sorry. Instead, I will comment on something that I think that God may be trying to impress upon his people with the introduction of this new identity. God talks about how he has never identified himself this way before. Therefore, it seems like what he tells Moses to tell the people about himself right after revealing his new name might be important to how he wants his people to identify him. He says, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. What does he say? Or, sorry, this, or what he says here is that, never mind, all three of the things, those things that he says are things that he will do for them. God could have used um, this introduction to talk about how he's more powerful than anything else, such as the Egyptian gods, that he shows everyone his triumph over in Exodus, or how he is all-knowing, or some other amazing quality that he has. He could also have told the Egyptians what they need to do, or sorry, he could have also told the Israelites what they needed to do to serve him. He could have said, I am all-powerful, or I will rescue you from Egypt, so love me and serve me with all your heart. But instead, he says things that he will do for the Israelites. Other parts of the Bible talk about God's commands, and we should pay attention to them. But at least um, here, God is talking, God is taking, at least in the part that I just read, God is taking an opportunity to say something else. But how does this relate to us? Well, the Israelites are not the only people who God redeemed through an act of judgment. That applies also to all those who were redeemed by the finished work of Jesus on the cross, in which God punished all the sins of those he would redeem, maybe all the sins of all the sinners who ever lived. Therefore, I think it is plausible that God may think that we too might benefit from reflecting on the things that he has done for us, or if not reflecting, I guess, because... I guess the, for the Israelites, it hadn't, it hadn't happened yet, so they're not reflecting on things that had already happened or really reflecting at all. But I think that it's 
plausible that God could think that we could benefit from reflecting on the things that he's done for us, like giving us an identity as belonging to him rather than slaves to sin, which leads to death. And like the Israelites, we can look forward to the promise of God bringing us to a different future. Um, In their case, that would be a future where they're free from slavery to the Egyptians. And in our case, that would be a future where we are free um, from the very presence of sin. Like they were, or sorry, in in the case of the Israelites, they're not going to be in Egypt anymore. They're not even going to be in that location. Um, And in our case, we're going to be free from the presence of sin um, in the future that God has planned. Um, Or that believers in the future that God has planned for believers are not going to be are not going to be subjected to the presence of sin. Um, I think when we think about God today, maybe before we start thinking about all the things that we should do um, or that God wants to do through us, let's just reflect on on what God has done and what God promises to do and give him thanks and just give thanks to him for that. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for... For saving, uh, for saving us, for giving us the opportunity to love you and to praise you. Um, I thank you for what you've done for us, from rescuing us, from being slaves to sin, from your promise to take away the presence of sin and the suffering that we deal with because of it. I pray that you will help, help us to, to just continue to to reject sin as much as possible going forward into this week and that we would um, just really look towards you instead of focusing on ourselves, that we would look to the things that you've done. And I pray that you would you would just help us um, to be the people who you want us to be going into this next week. Amen.